thanks for checking out this message from Springmount Church. For more information about us and what we do, visit our website, springmount.church. Why not check out all the different groups that run throughout each week in Barrow and on Walney? And join us every Sunday from 11am at Salt House Pavilion in Barrow Infernos. If you would like us as a church to pray for you, please email prayer at springmount.church or sign up on our website for monthly news straight to your inbox. So, uh, beginning of the new year, it's become a little bit of a Springmount tradition that the first Sunday of the new year we would uh, um, open up the floor a little to people to, um, to share. So we've got three people lined up, as uh, uh, Marie, Marie's already mentioned. So first up is Unmill. So give, give him a nice smile. It's very intimidating being up here in front of you lot. So um, Unmill, you had a wedding anniversary yesterday, didn't you? Day before, yeah. Day before. Okay. Day before. And how many years is that now? Five years. Five years, I believe, is wood. Is that correct? Anyone hear me out on this one? Well, I checked it out. I Googled it this morning. Okay, so... Um, sorry, uh, just uh, a note to uh, Temi and Nina. I've, I've got nothing for you guys. Um, but I have got a piece of wood. I hope Xiaoyu's not going to miss this, because I, I dug it out of the garden this morning, which is why it's a bit damp. So, so there you are. It's a nice piece of wood to celebrate your... Um, Thank you so your, much. It's, it's actually... Uh, it's solid oak, but it's been in the garden for a little while, and it was an offcut of a project. So, anyway, <laughs> I'll over to you, mate. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, why not? Why not? Anyway, good morning, everyone. Happy New Year. Uh, my name is Unmil. Uh, I really don't like speaking. Uh, I'd rather be over this behind the keyboard, but uh, I felt it's due um, to give God the glory that is. Um, through this uh, brief testimony that I hope you'll be blessed by. So, um, as most of you know, uh, we work in the medical profession because we don't um, uh, we don't have a social life. So we, we love exams, and our life is exams, and in between is preparing for them. So uh, I don't know if that's a South Asian thing, but most uh, sort of doctor couples that you meet probably have met during med school because. Um, what better way to find your better half, you know, than being stressed together. So, um, anyway, um, I was blessed to, to find my uh, Proverbs 18:22 version of favor from the Lord. Um, I mean, we were younger, um, you know, we had big dreams. We were from different countries. We met in Russia, and we were not really sure how the future would pan out. Um, you know, being from different geographical locations logistically is quite difficult um, uh, to, to maintain a sort of like a long distance relationship but uh, I want to give credit to my wife uh, Shireen is upstairs at the moment but she kind of uh, kept our relationship on track and worked through uh, helping us formulate a plan uh, for us and, and for our future because she's like yeah, you better get a job first before you get married I was like fine okay cool fine <laughs> so um, um, just Briefly, um, a snapshot of our journey from um, where we were to where we are today. Um, I just want to read out Psalm 138, verse 8, uh, which has been a verse of my heart, um, I think, ever since I read it. And it's, uh, I've experienced God through so many different ways, just uh, through this verse. It says, uh, The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Your mercy and loving kindness, O Lord, 
endure forever. Forsake not the works of your own hands. So uh, various technicalities, uh, some of you might know, uh, due to licensure and stuff like that, wouldn't allow me to work in Malaysia or her to work in India, uh, vice versa. So uh, and living the itinerant life that I already have, which um, some of you might be aware of. I was born in India, but I grew up in uh, Samoa, which is a beautiful island in the Pacific. I was raised in Russia and I was yielding fruit here. So uh, a bit of that on my resume. And God laid on my heart early on, um, you know, calling to, to come here and serve. Not, uh, and I didn't know that at the time. It would just be, you know, f professionally, but also relationship-wise. So... Um, after we got married, we had to stay apart for about nearly a year and a half or so because of finishing off um, you know, work assignments before uh, we would look forward to the day when we would be reunited again, uh, which was supposed to be in March 2020, but COVID had other plans. So the day I was due to travel for my first assignment here, uh, which was in Carlisle, um, I saw my flight bookings on my phone app. I was continually refreshing them. And I was like, I saw them disappear. And uh, I wish I was wishing that it was all a dream, uh, you know. And Shireen at this time was uh, in her first trimester and she was back in Malaysia. I had sort of resigned from my current job that I was working in uh, because obviously we were anticipating the start of a new placement. Um, and what ensued was a long period of wait. Um, following six months felt like the longest of my life. Um, being apart, newly married, um, you know, was filled with anguish, fear, uncertainty. Uh, because, I mean, I couldn't imagine not being there physically for the birth of my first, you know, child. And um, I think those times were uh, when I battled uh, the hardest on my knees than ever before. And I grew in faith and I learned to surrender and um, I just felt God saying that, you know, there's, uh, the, there's a way to waiting. Uh, most times we associate wait with uh, like a passive activity, but waiting on God is, is actively waiting, um, you know, and he was teaching me to wait well. Um, and after an arduous period of, you know, waiting and the flights still not resumed and all of that, I think God just miraculously opened a way, and without going into too much details, I was able to get the paperwork done. I was able to fly over uh, to Malaysia um, and land a day before the government was due to impose hotel quarantine. So it, it's just amazing to, to see God's hand through this. And, you know, just reflecting back on the verse that I read about how he was perfecting everything um, that was concerning me, uh, which we are all his creation. And... This, of course, was, was guided by uh, the love and prayers of our family and friends who, in those dark, lonely moments, were, 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 the th were, were encouraging and, and prodding us on, really. Um, and another psalm, during those dark nights, um, the psalms really were a soothing sort of balm uh, for my heart. Um, psalm 143, verse 8 says, um, Let me hear of your unfailing love each morning, for I am trusting you. Show me where to walk, for I give myself to you. Because, and this verse, I mean, I was just at my wit's end. I really didn't know what to do. Nothing was in our control, as as um, you'd know. You know, we had to relinquish all control to him, and that was really a point where I found my faith. Um, you know, not really strong, but I found it wasn't 
the strength of my faith or, you know, how strong or weak it is, but in whom my faith was that mattered more. And that's what makes all the difference. And in moments like these, it's although difficult, it is so important to stay connected. And the way I, I was able to do that is um, through worship, like, you know, the era of live stream church, if you remember, that was the, that was the norm. My sister and I uh, used to still sort of record songs for our church services, and um, I was able to sort of fuel my hope and my heart. Um, this was my source of strength. Um, Psalm 25, uh, just to round things off, it says, To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in you. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. Indeed, let no one who waits on you be ashamed. Show me your ways, O Lord, teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all the day. And uh, I didn't know who needed to hear this, but I just want to encourage anyone who believes that they are a child of God, you know, that God will establish his kingdom in your life. And uh, we've stayed together, like physically, uh, the longest that we have here in Barrow. So, and as Ian just pointed out, we've celebrated five years, just day before yesterday, so just it's an honor to be able to testify to God's faithfulness and all you lovely people who have you know welcomed us and made us family here so this 2024 just believe that he will perfect everything God is a perfect God which concerns you as he has done and is doing for us amen be blessed um Russ come here mate do you want to just pray for um for a mill you feeling cold, Russ? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Oh, Lord God, we thank you so much for this man and his family. What a blessing he is to have in our fellowship. Father, thank you how good it is to hear about his journey with you. Thank you that you brought him here. Thank you that you're using him. Father God, we love him so much and we just look forward to hearing the next time he speaks how you've moved him on, how you've brought him further into your love. Thank you, God, for your goodness. You are a good God and we praise your name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thanks, Russ. Okay. Uh, right, so in no particular order, I'll invite Nina to, um, to come up. You weren't expecting that. You thought I was going to say to me, didn't you? Yeah. Tough. Have you had a birthday or a wedding anniversary? Did you? I've got nothing for you. <laughs> Facebook isn't all it's cracked up to be sometimes, is it? No. Okay. Smile. Make her feel welcome. You okay? My mouth is dry. <laughs> Glass of water, anyone? There you go. You'll have to excuse me. I get very nervous talking. And I'm going to use my phone like on mail. Thank God. Let me just. So before I start my testimony, I'm just going to say a prayer. Um, Lord, I just thank you for doing what you did on that cross for us. Oh, thank you. Um, just thank you for giving your life the way you did so that we could find ours. Father, I just pray that during my testimony this morning that it just shows the goodness that you have poured into my life and that through me giving my testimony also it encourages people listening here today and I pray this in Jesus name Amen 
So my testimony is going to begin by um, going all the way back to 2012, um, when my grandfather passed away. Um, so growing up, I grew up as a Muslim. Um, and when he passed away, his wish for me was to grow stronger in my Islamic faith. Um, so I took it upon myself to learn how to pray. The, sorry, you're going to have to excuse me, I'm so nervous. <laughs> to learn how to pray the five daily prayers. Um, and I got actually quite good into the rhythm of implementing that five times a day daily um, in my last two years at uni. Um, it was a year later after um, I'd finished uni that my auntie got married and she'd met her husband online. So I thought, well, I'm such an introvert that I'm not going to meet anybody just by chance. So I took myself online also, and that's when I saw Alex's profile. <laughs> and I don't want to say the website, but it was Muslim and single. So any of you that didn't know, Alex was a Muslim as well when I met him. <laughs> um, so anyway, after meeting Alex online and talking backwards and forwards, meeting up with each other and um, just getting to know each other for nine months, we decided to get married and move in. Um, now, when we moved in, I didn't realise how many books Alex had. <laughs> so he literally had the whole Oxford Library. <laughs> and in particular, he had this set of books, very kind of intimidating books, which were called the Hadiths. Now, these are, uh, Hadiths are what yeah, the Prophet Muhammad's in Islam, how he um, conducted his life. So when I read, well, I didn't read through the books, so I couldn't be bothered. I read through his study notes. <laughs> so I read through Alex's study notes, and I just kind of, the more I read, the more kind of my faith as a Muslim diminished, because I just couldn't fathom kind of the example well, the brutality, the cruelness of Muhammad and the way he kind of conducted his life. And I, I couldn't bring myself to kind of admit that, okay, I want to carry on following this man as an example to my life. Um, and this kind of tallied in my mind for a few days. Um, and then Alex said to me a few days later, well, do you know who Jesus is? And to be honest, growing up as a Muslim, I didn't know who Jesus was. Um, the only thing I knew is that he died on the cross, and that's it. Um, so Alex had said, okay, let's watch Passion of the Christ one evening. So we sat down, watched Passion of the Christ, and it was an ordinary movie to me up until the scene of the crucifixion. Now, when I saw him, Jesus, the way he was tortured and crucified on that cross, I think it pierced with my heart. Um, and I think that's when the Lord actually spoke to me and said to me, this is what I did for you. This is, hang on. I love you that much that I gave my life for you. And I couldn't, I just couldn't, the realization of it's nothing that what I could do to earn my salvation. It was what was already done for me. I just felt the love of God just overwhelming me. Um, and I, I gave my life over to the Lord in that moment. I said, Lord, just please come into my heart and, and make it new and new. So a couple of weeks later, thank you. A couple of weeks later, we, um, we found a church where we lived, um, Elim Life Church, and it was such a, a lovely church. Um, 
and I got baptized. And I've never been so sure about a decision in my life. And it's a decision that I've never looked back on either. So a year later, we got, uh, me and Alex found out that we were pregnant with Jacob. Um, and I just remember just holding on to the Lord and, and really searching it and praying about being a good mom. Um, and obviously then when we, so Proverbs 3, 5, 6, sorry, I'm so nervous. <laughs> Trust in him with all your heart and lean not in your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. So all these doubts and um, worries that I had, I knew they were from the enemy. And I just had to literally trample over that and trust that the Lord knows what he's doing. He's given me that confidence. He's given me that strength. So when we had had Jacob, um, my mother and father-in-law came to visit us. And my mother-in-law said to me, I had a word from the Lord that this boy's going to be special. And he's special. <laughs> <laughs> we, we call him our little... Um, Jumping bean. Um, uh, and then, since then, a year and a half later, we'd found out that we were pregnant with Annie. Um, so we knew that life was going to get a lot busier. And um, because I'd already stab- started establishing my relationship with the Lord, um, He just taught me to have patience and approaching just life at a slow pace and intentionally and I think the word intention is something that's continually every single day so Psalm 46 be still and know that I am God just knowing that he's here it just gave me that confidence um, being obedient for the season that I'm in the season that both me and Alex are in in, in the young parent and Raising a young family, doing the mundane or washing. I think those are one of the main things. Washing, cooking, and generally being a wife and a mother. It's, it's not going off to kind of... Because before I had children, I used to think that serving the Lord was um, going off and doing all these missionary programs, which, which is lovely, and I would like to do that with our family. But it's, it's serving my family. So serving my family is serving the Lord. So prayer, I didn't realize how important prayer is. Um, the Thessalonians 5, 16, 17, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, and for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So every day is a learning curve. Um, but I know that no matter what I go through, that the Lord gives me assurance no matter what the enemy throws in our way, financially, emotionally, just, we just lay it at Jesus' feet and he gives us that perfect peace. He ups, holds, and walks with us every day. Um, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Um, I think my biggest prayer is having, myself and Alex, having firm roots in Christ and setting that example for our children um, we want to instill that habit of seeking the Lord first in all they do. Proverbs 22, 6. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. I want all of our generation, the next generation of children, to be able to be more bold, more fierce, and on fire for the Lord. I want them to be warriors of Christ, 
and show the world that there is light in the darkness that there is. Thank you. Thanks, Anto. Oh, sorry. Uh, Rebecca, why don't you uh, come up and uh, um, pray for Nina? You're cold as well. Always. <laughs> Always. Dear Lord, um, I thank you that you have brought Nina to where she is today, Nina and Alex to where they are. I thank you, Lord, that you have blessed them. I thank you that you stick with them, that Nina and Alex both know in their hearts that you are their Lord, you are their strength, you are their guide, you are their father. And Lord, we pray for this new life growing now within their family. We pray your blessings upon this child. This child will do amazing things for you, Lord, because they have amazing parents, not only in... Alex and Nina have also a wonderful father in you. I pray blessings of this family over the years ahead. Please protect them and guide them. And I pray for them as a whole, Lord, that they will always seek you. In Jesus' name, amen. Great, thanks. Okay, so last but by no means finally, um, Tammy, where are you? Oh, you're here. Wonderful. Have you had a birthday or anniversary? What, never? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Happy New Year. Sorry, I'm really nervous. <clears throat> so, obviously, my name is Tammy, and I have a little boy called Ezra. I'm just going to read from my phone. I hope that's okay. <clears throat> I, would brief, I would briefly like to share with you a story about a difficult time in my life. I'm not telling you this story so you can feel sorry for me. I'm telling you so you can see how God is always with us even in difficult times. For those of you that know me, you know I used to be married <clears throat> in 2018. Unfortunately, we got divorced a couple years later during COVID. Um, <clears throat> this was as a result of my husband's infidelity. It feels like so long ago now, but I remember calling Johnny when I found out about the affair, crying on the phone, and him and Ross came over so quickly to try and help us save our marriage. Unfortunately, my husband decided that he didn't want to work things out, so reality hit me. I was alone with no family close by and responsible for a seven-month-old baby during COVID. Naturally, I went through a depression, and for a while I couldn't pray. I just cried day and night whilst I fed my baby. I felt shock, deep hurt, hatred, anger, and bitterness. I felt no one could possibly understand what I was going through. I looked in the mirror one morning, and all I could see was a broken woman with tears in her eyes. I also found out through a couple of sources that he had a history of cheating and he'd lied to me about his dating history. I was distraught. God, I cried, why did I deserve this? <clears throat> Do you hate me? Why would you ever let me marry this man? You're supposed to be a good father, but I don't feel that right now. These were the words I cried to God as my baby slept in my arms. I had a million questions in my head. 
How was I supposed to raise my son on my own? How will I be able to work and care for him alone? How will all this affect my son? These fears made me so angry. I was angry at my husband, angry at the other woman, angry at God. I could not see past my hurt, my tears, and the never-ending pain in my heart. I know I'm supposed to be a Christian, and forgiveness is the cornerstone of Christianity. But honestly, I would be lying if I said I could ever forgive him. And there were a lot of things to forgive, including hurtful words that he'd said to me. So this forgiveness was going to be a huge test. And I knew that there was no way I could do this on my own. So Sandra, knowing all this, invited me to read a book with her and the ladies uh, called Forgiving What You Can Forget by Lisa Turkus. This book helped me to let go of all the hate and anger. It felt like a heavy load was lifted off me and darkness left my heart. And the fear I had. I overcame that by reading a book called Dangerous Prayers by Pastor Craig Groeschel. Um, there's also something that he'd said that I wouldn't forget. He said, what we fear most reveals the area we trust God the least. I remember reading something similar in Philippians 4, 6, um, and that says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So this is what encouraged me to pray about everything and worry less. But I'm also very thankful for the people from my Bible study group and the church who were constantly praying with and for me. They would chat to me, keep me company. They would also help me with anything I needed doing around the house. Before long, I started, I started to gain more strength. My mental state got better and I could smile for the first time in months. I had more strength to pray and read my Bible. I kept singing Sovereign Over Us by Michael Smith and Just Be Held by Casting Crowns over and over again. I also read the following verse over and over. It's Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. But then there was the matter of my emotions. I still felt unhappy because I needed validation. So I dated and got the validation I was looking for. But this was short-lived because then I would feel unhappy again, needing more validation. There was a sense of emptiness that, I couldn't, that couldn't be filled by my partner. But I'd never really prayed about this feeling before. This time I decided to pray about it. And I was reminded that someone had written me a note at the Ladies' Flourish Conference a year prior that said, there isn't a love like God's love, and you can search to the end of the world, and you won't find a love like God's love. See, at the time this was written, it didn't hit home. But on rereading it, I knew exactly what God had been trying to tell me for a year. That emptiness that I felt was God trying to get my attention, that I needed to nurture and maintain my relationship with him. He alone can give me the validation I was looking for, and this time it will be permanent. So I simply stopped searching for happiness in people because true happiness comes only from seeking God as seen in Matthew 6.33 and Galatians 5.22. Um, so Matthew 6.33 says, 
but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Galatians 5.22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Well, so I decided to focus my relationship with God. And I have to tell you, this is the happiest I have been in a very long time. But it's not just that. I feel less, less anxious, more at peace. This doesn't mean I don't get episodes of sadness from time to time. It just means I can talk to God about it. God has worked in my heart, and it's a continuous process. With God's help, I'm choosing peace over conflict, joy over sorrow, love over hate. This difficult time made me seek God and long for his comfort. So my take-home message would be, if you ever find yourself unhappy, talk to God about it. Reach out to God in your struggles and let him guide you to a safe place. He's always listening and he'll answer in his time. In my case, he was speaking to me the whole time, but it took me a year to really hear him. Remember, God has all the time in the world, but we only have a limited time. So don't waste it trying to work through life on your own. It will be so much easier with him. In my case, God did not show up physically, but he used the people around me to help me to literally save my life. And I hope I can be that for someone else one day. If you're listening in today, and you believe in God, but you don't believe in actually going into church, I hope I have somehow convinced you how much we all need our church family. Thank you all. Okay, uh, Donna. Donna, you come and pray for Tammy. God, this world is so hard to live in sometimes. And God, we can just have our heart broken by people. But God, I just, yeah, thank you that you remind us um, that it wasn't you. It's not you that hurts us. Um, it's people acting aside from you, God. So we just thank you that your love has been absolutely steadfast and stoic and complete um, all the time um, for Temi and for Ezra. And we thank you that you have never left them, that you have never forsaken them. Um, and God, I thank you that you've brought her to a place where she, she just, she knows that you're enough. God, that's quite miraculous. It's quite miraculous for any of us to, to really feel that. And God, we just, yeah, thank you that you've brought her to that place. And God, I just, I ask for restoration. God, you've restored so much to her already. You've restored Temi um, to the person that you want her to be. But God, I would just ask that you restore more to her um, and to Ezra as well, that there's real family in the future. And God, I, I'm testimony <laughs> testimony to that we thank you God and yeah we just ask that you give her everything um that she dreamed of um that now that she's lost but God that you'll give it back to her amen Thanks. three 
three very, very different stories. And if we were to go around this room, we'd probably find 100 very, very different stories. But there's a, a couple of thoughts. Um, first of all, it doesn't say anywhere in the Bible that God won't give us more than we can handle. And sometimes we've heard stories where actually you get broken. And that's when you, that's when you get given more than you handle. But God does promise he will never leave us nor forsake us. So God is there with us through the battles. Okay. He also, it also says he can do exceedingly abundantly more than we can ask or imagine. So I'd just like to echo Donna's prayer that that is still possible, that he can restore the years that the locusts have eaten away.